thank you for coming here today. It's me, Linda Sage, on Learning From Life. One thing I can promise you, there'll be people to meet over the airways here you'll never forget. Some, as long as you live. Let's just say, most have had what could be termed as an interesting life. It's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And one line from any of them could change the way you deal with things forever. There'd be landing from all parts of the planet, all ages, backgrounds and experiences. Telling the truth of how it was and how they manage things may just help you miss a rock or two along your road too. And very warm welcome to this week's uh, show and uh, I'm Linda Sage and thank you for joining us. Here I've got a great guest today. I know we've spoken before but uh, Russell Harvey has so much information I keep having to ask him back. So I'm very, very pleased he's been able to join us today. So hi Russell, thanks for joining us. Hi, Linda. It's my absolute pleasure. I really appreciate being called back. I hope you're well. It's, yes, we're doing okay. And uh, I think everybody is just plodding on, really, at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> just uh, plodding on. Uh, I think I've just responded to something else on LinkedIn and I've just sort of said, try go with the flow. If you can, just try go with the flow is a piece of advice right for this moment in time. That's a good piece of advice at any time, I think. Yes, yes, it is, it is. So let, let's go back a little bit, just in case people don't know who you are and what you do. So uh, just give us a little bit of a background for you. Yeah, so I've had a, a whole career in um, learning leadership and organisational development. And five years uh, in June uh, 2020, uh, I'll have been the resilience coach. So my specialism is, in crazy times, how do you remain uh, resilient? So resilient leadership in a VUCA world are the words that I say an awful lot. And just in case people aren't aware, VUCA is an, an acronym and it stands for the world we live in is volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. And it's just developing the skills, capabilities and mindsets to be OK and sometimes thrive. Uh, in those environments and I've been doing that with you know organizations public private and individuals for uh, some time now and you, you do this all over the place yes I do yeah yeah, yeah. so it's all over the UK and had some opportunity to uh, go abroad as well so um, Spain and um, Thailand as well uh, so you know and obviously in our digital world it could be done virtually as well uh, but face-to-face wise I'm happy to pick up sticks and go wherever um, people need the support yeah. uh, and uh, I know that uh, you give an awful lot of yourself as well in the work that you do that, yeah, I do. It's uh, it's my pleasure to do so. Um, and it's part of, sort of my value system and who I am. And actually, because we are having this conversation right in the midst of the good old coronavirus, I've spent all of this last week just contacting as many people as possible and just going, how are you? Uh, what do you need? Literally, you know, no, nothing sales in it. Just literally a case of what is it that you need? What do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? You know, what can I provide? Yeah. Um, and I think that just that really helps. And it's, it's been a real mixture of some incredibly uh, difficult and sad responses from the circumstances people are in and some amazingly inspiring ones as well. So a real mixture of emotions when I uh, put the phone down on people to just think, wow, that's incredible or wow, that was really tough. Yeah. 
And uh, your journey into uh, entrepreneurship and having your own successful business obviously hasn't been without its uh, highs and lows as well. Gosh, no, absolutely not. There are there's times when a lot of it when you're just thinking about just not sure where the next piece of work is going to come from. You keep uh, listening to as much advice that you can from other entrepreneurs and pieces of information that, uh, you know, I've heard and I really try and take on board uh, are the fact that you've got to trust the process. You've got to keep doing the right things. Keep putting yourself out there in the right way. And when people will come to you and, and that does hold true. Uh, although there are sometimes when you are looking at what's in the bank account and what may be in the um, downstream and thinking, I don't, I'm not sure if where it's coming from. And it always does. So far, it always does. Um, and even now, uh, in the midst of the challenges we face, a lot of work has left the diary. And I'm just of the view of um, just keep putting things out there, keep offering support, uh, and the universe will um, will bring it back to you as well. Yeah. So looking after yourself in this respect is very important as well, because obviously you're giving out uh, the information about emotional resilience and you know, being positive. So how, how do you manage to keep doing this? Well, uh, what's really been really great over time is um when i've been doing you know facilitation or talking to others um people have asked me so russell how do you do this <laughs> and when uh i haven't had the answer or it hasn't been in the forefront of my brain i'm going oh it will be useful to to know and reflect so over time uh, i have reflected and just understood what it is that i am doing to role model the examples that i am talking about and uh, once again, I, I've literally just posted a blog on, you know, 10 tips for building resilience. And as I was writing these particular 10, there's loads more, I was mentally thinking about when I've done them, what I've done about them recently, and going through the 10. To be honest, I've probably only done about four of them recently. Uh, so it just gave me an opportunity to just think about which ones I'm going to revisit. So I, I have a, always been a bit of a driver to try and be authentic and a role model so it does drive me that whenever i'm working with somebody or making a suggestion that somebody should do something to try build their resilience i'm always checking in with myself around so russell have you done this uh, recently and with me just doing small things daily weekly monthly revisiting old activities thinking of new ones finding different ways to work on the different aspects of resilience that that keeps me going. That keeps me going. I, I must admit, I mean, I, I find, I, I don't know if you do as well, but every time you are presenting, every time you're talking about it or doing training or working with somebody and you're going over this, because you're saying it out loud as well, it, it's going back into to you as well. So it's like reinforcing yes. it for yourself as well. And no, and, and that, that for me, so one of the dimensions of the resilience wheel I've got, which is a build on a great work from Robson Cooper, I, I have I have one that says meaning. And, and that's exactly to your point around whenever you speak out loud or respond to a question, I sort of view that as that you are putting some imprints on your mind of some muscle memory around how you should remember experiences. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really vital to me whenever I'm hearing myself speak, I'm giving my instructions to my own brain on how to remember things. 
how to view situations, how to retell the stories of my life. Uh, and really, it's really just being mindful and watchful of how that is described to myself, because uh, it is it's a great opportunity for you to just be able to share the stories and experiences of your life in a way that's helpful and useful. And and also gaining from other people because it's surprising what other people come up with as as well that you just then listen to. Gosh, yeah, absolutely. Or, or every day is a school day, as they say. Yeah. Uh, every time somebody asks me a question, every time somebody plays back to me what they think I've said, you know, so humans interpret things in different ways. I, I think I might have explained it one way. And somebody explains it back to me in another and I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Didn't think of it that way or that isn't what I meant. But what you've just suggested is is brilliant. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just acting like a sponge as much as I possibly can to then share it on to the um, next time. Yeah, I think that that's important. And it's one of the things that people ask me quite a lot is, you know, how, how do I maintain this? But it's it's about that. It's just keep doing it. it. It's like washing. You don't wash once a year. You you keep no. doing it. And I think this is exactly the same. You have to just keep doing it. Yeah, you do. It's it's about those habits, and it is thinking about it's, it's just trying to find the habits that you enjoy doing that that motivate you. Um, so once again, in terms around um, exercise that I choose to do, you know, so over the you know, decades, being at the gym, personal trainer, tried different things uh, and it never really excited or massively motivated me. And I had a chat with a fellow coach a couple of years ago. I've talked about it a lot, but then I really got a light bulb moment. I'd recently bought a push bike, uh, which is sitting in my cellar and I can see it every time um, I go there. But I have to think to myself, does the idea of going out on my bike tomorrow uh, now fill me with enthusiasm and energy if it does i'll do it if it doesn't don't do it if you ever think to yourself it's going to be a chore then i literally i, I just will not do it uh, and sometimes i leave it for weeks but over the course of you know the the months and uh, the years that i've had it i get to do it enough and every time i do it it's a pleasant and enjoyable experience so in terms of doing daily uh, habits around resilience you've just got to pick the things that you find enjoyable and energizing and just do those a little bit and then you can build other ones in and and things that work for you it doesn't have to be what everybody else wants absolutely yeah 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 exactly exactly that's why i said on the recent blog about the 10 tips just pick pick one pick three that you've got some enthusiasm for, have a play around with them. And then if you feel like it, pick some others. It's got to be personal. It really has got to be personal. Yeah. And, and talking about personal, which is a, a nice segue there. So if uh, you were given some advice or some guidance at some point uh, that's been really important to you, what, what has that been? Well, it's a, it's a bit of a life lesson. So I was thinking about this loads, about loads of pieces of advice. But for some reason, one that's popped into the lane is, is I remember a piece of advice from my dad. Uh, so bless him, he's in his 80s now. Um, but decades ago, when I was a teenager, his mum, my gran, was poorly. And he was having to drive from uh, Buckinghamshire to Hartlepool. And I, I can still picture now, I've got a, an image of us just standing in the kitchen where... Um, he was looking tired and I knew that he had to do another very lengthy journey to go uh, see his mum. And I, I, I must have asked some form of question around, how do you do it, Dad? He said, uh, well, son, 
uh, somebody always wants to see you at the end of every journey. And that really stuck home with me. Every time I get in the car, I just think to myself, right, somebody wants to see me at the end of this journey or I'm going to the end of this journey and there's a point and there's a purpose to it. So if I'm ever thinking that I am rushing or if I'm thinking I'm about to sort of make a hasty decision whilst I'm driving, for some reason that, you know, sentence from my dad pops into my brain around somebody wants to see you at the end of this. So take a breath. Pause, wait, and then start the journey. Wow, that, that, that's really, really good. I, one I'd never heard before as well, because obviously it's quite new, unique to you. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's amazed me about you know that still getting the car. Most times now, there's a lot of times we have stressful lives of like if you have different meetings throughout the day, heading towards different clients. And yes, there's a driver to be on time to be professional with clients. But then I've got a greater driver around. Hang on. Uh, it's perfectly okay. If, you, if it feels like you're going to break the speed limit or you're going to nip out of a junction or you're going to make a decision to do something quickly because you're being driven by haste, then, then thankfully that's just stuck in my brain for all these years. Yeah, it's amazing. Because we do, we, do, we do get into that trap, don't we? We, we just push ourselves that extra bit. But... At the end of the day, you know, if we got there two minutes later, does it make any difference? No, it doesn't. It really, really doesn't. You know, uh, even though some of us, our value system is to be on time. Yes, it's a great thing to have. And um, there's, there's nothing you could do about some of these things. Nobody ever anywhere has berated me for being late. Uh, I've gone, you know, I've apologised if I've had to be, but nobody's ever gone, well, you know, you're a bad person, Russell, or we're not going to give you the business, or I'm not going to be your friend. Nobody's ever done that. True. So I think we're okay. Yeah. No, very good piece of advice from your dad. So that Yeah, you... yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I spoke to him earlier today as well. Bless him. Oh, so uh, hopefully all will be well. Yeah, 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 hopefully, hopefully. And sort of in your own life, I know that you do a lot of things um, for yourself as well, which obviously you've been your product of your product, which is uh, very yes. important for everybody out there. So what's your achievements that you've made for yourself? Well, yeah, so uh, I have got um, an achievement, which is um, swimming five kilometres in uh, Lake Windermere. So there's something called the uh, Great North Swim, um, and uh, in my lifetime, I've done the Great North Run 10 times, which is the half marathon. A few caveats, I'm not a fit and healthy person, so I never really trained fantastically well for the Great North Run. Uh, the ninth and 10th times I did it, it was too much of a slog, uh, and I left it. Um, but in terms of an achievement, and, and there's a bit of an irony here for me, and when people are listening to this, it would be useful if they could they could help me out. Because I know that it is an achievement, but oddly, I don't, I don't see it as one. I don't quite know why, or I don't, I don't feel it as one. It's a logical description that I can give. So when people have listened to a bit more of the backstory, you feel free to sort of um, message in around, you know, why this might be such a good achievement. Because I know logically it is, but I don't feel it uh, yet. So uh, the reason that I did the uh, 5K swim is that. Towards the end of the um, Great North runs, the ninth and tenth ones, I added in doing the run and a swim uh, in the same year. All of this is to raise money for charity for epilepsy action. Um, 
And so I did the two mile Grave North swims twice. Um, and the very first time I did the two mile one, I did it breaststroke. Uh, because as a kid, I learned breaststroke first before anything else. Uh, so that took me a while. And then the second year I did it, I managed to train myself to do it crawl, uh, you know, freestyle crawl. Uh, so I did two miles twice. And then for some odd reason, I was thinking around, keep asking people to give me money uh, for charity. I, I need to do a bit more. So I knew that there was a, a three mile, a five kilometer version. So I did all of my training, um, you know, around uh, front crawl, freestyle to be able to do that again, which is, and there's a, a local nice uh, pool. So that's getting up to 200 lengths oh, of wow. a 25 meter pool. So oh, that was a long time that's of a building long one. up. <laughs> and that, that was an exercise in literally a numbers game and counting and just keep going back, you know, week after week, you know, every other day. And go, yeah, done a few more lengths this time. It's taken me a bit longer. I think to go a bit earlier to fit in the time. So I did all of, all of the training and uh, got to um, the day itself. And for some other reason, I heard somebody in the crowd say, you know, people put like worry beads in your mind. I heard somebody in the crowd say, well, if you take too long on the long distances, then um, the people on the kayaks, they'll pull you out. For some odd reason. I heard that and I let it permeate my psyche. Ugh. And then when I got into the, the water, for some odd reason, whenever I tried to do front crawl, you know, in the wetsuit, um, I just I just was not drowning, but just I couldn't breathe. And so I couldn't I couldn't get my rhythm going. So I kept like, you know, coughing and spluttering. So, you know, have a word with myself and just be like, OK, go, go back to what you know, Russell. So I went back to breaststroke. So it essentially meant I did three times around the course, uh, all breaststroke, which is not fast. Okay. And I'm not the fastest swimmer as it is. And so that was just, that was a ridiculous exercise in keeping going. And on my third time around, one of the safety crew, the kayakers, bless them, just started coming alongside me. And I now remembered <laughs> what that person in the crowd said around me. If you go too slow, they're dragging you out. So I ignored them. Uh, completely ignored them and for a while they were trying to talk to me and then they finally put their oar in front of me and I literally just sort of said don't 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 pull me out and he said no no no, I'm not going to I'm not going to I just want to let you know that I'm going to be with you personally one-to-one -one for the rest of your race there are other races going on and I'm going to look after you and care for you it's like oh okay Aww. all right Thank you. He says, you keep going. I can see that you're fine. You're not struggling. I can see that you're doing slow and steady away. Just take as long as you need. I'll be by your side. It took me two hours and about 25 minutes. So I just did nonstop breaststroke for two hours and 25 minutes. And that's a few years ago now. And I haven't been back in a pool since. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a huge achievement, though. I know. I know. But I'm talking about it. I'm just going... Yeah, yeah, I get. I logically, I get it, but I, I don't. I haven't, for whatever reason, I haven't managed to give myself the self congratulations to go. Yes, Russell, well done. That was good. Because you feel as if you didn't do everything you could have done. You know what? That's a really great question. I'm wondering. I'm wondering that because I didn't do it crawl. Mm. Do you know what? That's a brilliant question. I'm wondering if. Uh, yeah, maybe, 
um, I'm saying to myself, because I didn't do it cruel, as I'd originally intended, that I didn't actually do what I set out to do. Isn't that ironic? Yes. No. But but we do it, and and I think that's great what you said about just letting that pearl pearl in from somebody else. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we choose what we let in, and if we didn't let it in, what a difference it would make. I know absolutely. If I if I managed in that moment to just dismiss that comment in the crowd, yeah. Might not have, uh, I don't know what it have done to us, but yeah, I wouldn't have been so worried. And, I never, and I never actually got the opportunity to find the kayaker and thank them because, you know, at the end you just, you come out. So I, know, I never I never got the opportunity to actually uh, shake the hand. And and do you think it perhaps it was because you didn't particularly feel that confident when you started? So somebody's negative point of view was reinforcing your, uh, you know, wobbly confidence? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I was un, unconfident. There is a possibility that the two things, the fact that I was um, trying to do crawl and for mm. whatever reason it wasn't working, so yeah. yeah, I would have been disappointed. That absolutely, that'll have had something to do with my psyche. Um, and I did. I did feel oh comfortable when I converted back to breaststroke. I was perfectly sanguine and, and accepting of the fact that right Russell you're you're going to be doing this for hours because you've decided to do breaststroke I was all right with that mm-hmm. I think then maybe when the kayak appeared <laughs> in my per- peripheral <laughs> vision <laughs> yeah he's like I'm, I'm, I'm going to ignore you you'll go away yes yeah could have been could have been yeah Oh, I think that's a fantastic story, but I do think it's a big achievement. So, uh, you know, just the yes. idea of swimming for 5K, oh, my goodness. I know, I know. That's I know. huge. I actually, I, I've been back in the pool once, but it's only for about 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, perhaps, perhaps that is a new target for you then, to go back and just go and enjoy swimming. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So I'm sorry, but time as it does always gets the better of us because we, uh, I know we could talk for so long, well, we could talk for for days, let alone hours and minutes. <laughs> Absolutely, but, uh, yes. You've got some fantastic information there, Russell, and I really want to thank you for, for your time and, and joining us again. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so the website is theresiliencecoach.co.uk and email address is russell at theresiliencecoach.co.uk uk um and i'm on linkedin and social media so just put in the resilience coach somewhere on good old internet and google and a lot of the time i pop up uh, that's how people can get in touch with me that's fantastic well i really enjoyed uh, all, uh, all your stories and talking to you so uh, hopefully we will speak again soon so thank you so much russell Thank you, Linda. And unfortunately, we've come to the end of uh, today's programme and uh, we will be back with you soon. So take care of yourself until the next time. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded in conjunction with the Chapel FM Art Centre and East Leeds FM radio station. For more information about them and all the good work that they do is www.elfm.co.uk. And to know more about what Linda Sage is doing, her website is www.lindasage.com. Also on all the other social medias.